You're listening to Mind Body Boss with Michelle Stevenette, episode 46 Loneliness and Belonging. Welcome to Mind Body Boss. This is the podcast for people who know our minds and bodies are connected, they affect one another, and the more we learn how they operate, the more we get to be the boss of our life experience. I'm your host, Michelle Stevenette. Hello, everybody. It's Michelle. I'm back another Wednesday, and I want to give a great big thank you to those of you that have left reviews. I'm going to read Cat out of the bags at review. I'm so grateful for your for taking the time that you did this and for everyone that has. Um, but she said, uh, titled it Real Tangible Nuggets of Change. And she says, Michelle has a beautiful way of looking at life and connecting with those around her. I find myself using her thought processes all the time and it has helped me to strengthen and protect my positive emotions and allow the thoughts that don't serve me to pass by like clouds in the sky. Her personality comes through in her podcast and I feel like we have now become better friends as I listen to her through her podcast. Cat of the bag, thank you. That just like warms my heart and I'm just grateful that you took the time to do that. So thank you so much. So today we're going to talk about loneliness and belonging. And this is one that's been actually on my mind for a really long time, actually. I've kind of been stewing on this subject for quite a while. And so I'm hoping what I have to share with you today will be insightful and helpful for you. Um, it has been for me. So here's what what I want to share. Uh, we all, of course, are here experiencing our lives on our own, really. And we all have to individually choose what we're going to do with our lives, right? Who we want to be, what we're going to do, who just who we're going to follow. Like salvation is totally an individual matter, right? And we all go through our own individual trials. And I think one of those can be loneliness. And because we are going through everything essentially individually, it can feel very, very lonely. So that's the first part. But we also need each other and we are here on earth with each other for a reason and we learn from one another we influence one another and we give and receive feedback from one another like we need to have each other and so it's kind of a two-part piece where yes we're here alone but we're also here together and I think the struggle that also often comes is that we think that nobody understands and that we are completely alone and at times, you know, I, I can see where that can feel really true. And, but I, I do think, and a friend of mine pointed this out the other day, that this can, I think, this kind of thinking can be a tool of Satan where we say, like, nobody understands me, only the Savior does. But what that does is it kind of pulls us away from other people. It kind of creates a division, like, you can't understand me. You can't possibly understand me. And it pushes people away and and kind of contributes to a sense of loneliness. And the truth is that all of our lives, um, even though we go through all different experiences, we're really not that different. We all want to be loved. We all want to experience uh, belonging and connection. We all want to fulfill hopes and dreams. And I would say many of us, most of us probably are trying to live the gospel more fully. And if we can look at the things that we have in common, we can find so much unity just in terms of being humans, all of us humans. And 
Um, I think another reason why we sometimes feel really lonely or alone is because, um, at least this has been my experience, I, I, I think that getting help or asking for help, um, I have felt at times that that was a sign of weakness. And I didn't realize that I believed that because logically I didn't, I wouldn't have probably, you know, admitted that. But, you know, there's a sense of, you know, wanting to do things for ourselves and be independent. And we do, you know, praise being self-reliant and all those things. And so there's this little sort of underlying sneakiness of like, if we ever ask for something, then we are going to be an imposition or we shouldn't be asking for any kind of help because then we're imposing on other people. And so we just don't ever even ask. And so we never even let people know if we're struggling or if we're in need in some way. Um, and so if we think that we're the only people that we're rely on or that we just can't trust other people with our feelings because that's really scary, then we hold back, right? We don't share and we don't um, engage with one another regarding you know, our struggles or our experiences. And we think we just have to take care of these things by ourselves. And it really does divide us from one another and prevent us from feeling connected and feeling like we belong. So if we buy into the belief that we are experiencing something and that we're entirely alone, that nobody can understand us, it really does cause us to feel isolated or maybe even lonely or abandoned even. And when we're feeling that way, it's kind of a, an inward space and it causes us to retract and disengage. We might even experience a little bit of shame or inferiority or some powerlessness. And none of those things are going to cause us to reach out to anyone because we are retracting, we're pulling away, right? So the likelihood of finding connection or support is very, very low if we stay in that kind of space, right? And so then we end up proving our thoughts true that, see, nobody understands me. Nobody is engaging with me because we are dividing ourselves by believing that nobody can possibly understand us, right? All right, so what do we, what do, we do in order to feel connected and like we belong? Um, Brene Brown speaks about this a bit, and she says that we have to have courage to stand alone, which is really kind of almost backwards. It seems that because standing alone sounds really lonely, right? But having the courage to be who you are, um, it's sort of like a willingness to like be your own best friend and to talk to yourself the way that you would to someone you love. I know Brene Brown says that. She says that true belonging doesn't require you to change who you are. It just requires you to be who you are. Because if we're trying to change who we are to try and fit in, she's, she calls that fitting in where you kind of assess a situation and you change who you are in order to fit in. Um, that's, that's not really belonging. Um, but being who you are authentically and genuinely, that is what then creates that sense of belonging. So <clears throat> here's a kind of a interesting way to think about it maybe um i believe that <clears throat> part of belonging and accepting ourselves it, it involves accepting ourselves it's 
being able to have sort of this willingness and an interest in changing and improving ourselves and at the same time having the compassion and kindness towards ourselves to accept ourselves the way we are here and now. So it almost feels paradoxical, um, which I think there's tons of paradoxes in the gospel. I'm starting to notice them more and I love it. Um, but this is one is about kind of holding that space for both our current state of imperfection and, and accepting that, but yet also holding space for our potential and understanding what that means as being as children of God. And so if we are going to experience progress and kind of that process of becoming, we we have to be open to some kinds of feedback that help us along and experiences that help us along. Um, but this is what, what I see or what I've noticed at least. Um, sometimes when it comes to feedback, there's one of two different responses that I think can be, um, that can really halt our progress. And the first one is sort of this kind of pridefulness of like just dismissing any and all feedback, thinking like, I'm just not going to listen to what they have to say. My opinion is the one that really matters, which in a way it does. Like, you know, our opinions of ourselves really is the most relevant and important. Um, but completely dismissing any and all feedback is like, I don't care. Um, is one, one kind of end of the spectrum. That's kind of one extreme. And then there's sort of this opposite extreme of, um, you know, if someone gives feedback, you just readily go like, yep, that's who I am. It's just this quick acceptance of like, that's who I am and there's nothing I can do about it. And so whether, even though they sound maybe kind of opposite, like, yep, I'm just this flawed person or I'm not even going to listen to you. Um, both places prevent us from noticing where we can become or where we can change or where we might want to move forward. Both of them prevent progress. And so they prevent us from taking actions that would move us into a new version of ourselves. And it's this refusal of taking responsibility or a refusal to see our condition and how we can maybe choose something that's a little bit better. Um, someone the other day said that we don't bond by sharing our strengths, but our weaknesses. That's where we, where we bond with one another. And I think that there can be a lot of truth for that, but there is sort of that oversharing thing that's out there at times, but it's our intentions behind what we're sharing and why we're sharing what we're sharing that, that really matters. So I think of this example, think of this example of a child who is sitting in a classroom, the teacher teaches the lesson, and then the kid doesn't understand. And they want to understand what was taught. And so if the child thinks that they should have figured it out or that they're not very smart for not understanding, then they might feel ashamed to ask, right? And they might... Um, opt to get a bad grade or an incomplete assignment rather than ask if they're afraid or if they can ask from a place of care for themselves for their own learning and understanding it's quite likely that the teacher would be more than happy to teach or reteach to help their student right Um, I mean it's possible too that the teacher could shame or blame the student right and so it's understandable 
uh, why it could be a little scary to ask. But when it comes to our lives and our Heavenly Father, who is our ultimate tutor, I know that He will always respond with love and understanding and compassion. We just have to ask. Like maybe we're experiencing some kind of a lesson and we're like, what am I, what is this, what am I supposed to be learning? Like I don't understand. And if we can bring our work to him and ask and be like, help me understand, um, then he can totally help us. He can teach us, but we have to be open to it, right? So um, yes, we do have to experience our lives on our own. We do have to go through our own trials. We do have to go through our own pains and struggles and nobody can experience our lives for us. And at the same time, we are here on earth together for a reason. We are here to learn from one another, one another, to support one another, to learn how to really love each other unconditionally, how to forgive and how to repent. And all of those things really require people outside of us, especially including the Savior. And I might add that all of those attributes are also taught to us through people who we might think are challenging for us, right? Because that's when we really show ourselves who we are (laughs) Um, and how we respond to other people who might seem challenging. Um, Brene Brown also says that we are connected to each other in a profound way. And the thing that moves us away from that faster than anything else, it's not politics, it's fear. And so when we're afraid of one another or we're afraid that we won't have the opportunity to connect or to belong, we're going to prove that true for ourselves and we will feel lonely. But the scriptures teach us that perfect love casteth out fear. So love for ourselves and love for those around us as well. Casteth out all the fear. Um, Brene Brown also says, lots of quotes from her today. She said, courage starts with showing up and letting ourselves be seen because true belonging only happens When we present our authentic, imperfect selves to the world, our sense of belonging can never be greater than our level of self-acceptance. I love that. Our sense of belonging can never be greater than our own or than our level of self-acceptance. I think that has so much to do with how we have to love ourselves in order to love other people. I talked about that a bit in last week's episode. Anyhow, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, leave a comment and... I'd love to hear from you. Also, if you want to get a little bite-sized nugget of inspiration for your week, text the word Monday to 484848 and you will be opted in and you'll get a little little inspirational quote every Monday from me to you. Uh, message and data rates may apply. You can always text the word STOP to opt out, uh, but feel free to join the little texting group. All right, hope you have a lovely rest of your week. Thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, would you mind sharing it with your friends and maybe even leave a review to help others find this podcast? That would just be terrific. For information about working with me, please visit my website, michellestevenet.com. That's michelle, S-T-E-V-E-N-E-T-T.com.